Let's hunt down Luke Fox in Vegas, baby. Vegas. Yeah. Luke, how are you? Well, I, I probably couldn't be any better. I'm in Las Vegas <laughs> right now, so okay. Uh, doing pretty good. Okay, well, we've had you on like three or four times. It took me all about, what, yeah. five seconds to, to say you're still drunk. <laughs> I, I think you're still drunk or you're still hungover. Am I safe to say that? And you may be the, no, the best no, guest no, we'll no, have no, all no. day. <laughs> Not on a day where you had Doug McLean. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very sober compared to him. Uh, so no, far, no. Bre- how, how's the atmosphere there? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, it, it's great. Um, what was really cool was yesterday, I actually got to go uh, behind the scenes where they were filming um, the blackjack competition, the NHL 21, and the, the uh, shooting competition in the, at the Bellagio Fountains. Uh, so I got a little sneak peek of how that all went down, and uh, the guys were really excited. It was really cool. Um, and uh, you just notice their personalities coming out. Steven Stamkos, man, that guy, he, he has jokes. Uh, and he's, he's just so in his element, and he's so comfortable here. Um, and he's been, he was a great talker again today at, at Media Day. Um, and I just I, it's nice to see the evolution of some guys who've been to a few of these, and they just feel more comfortable in their own skin, more comfortable cracking jokes, talking about the other guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. You know, I, I know the All-Star game kind of gets some, some flack because it's not the, the actual competition is so soft. But um, I think once the guys get here, they, they let their hair down a little bit and, you know, it's not so serious and they have a good time. So what does today look like for uh, the players and fans? Like there, there's a 7 o'clock event, I guess, tonight. Like they, there's no pregame skate. Are guys around? Do they just show up at 7 o'clock? What happens for these guys? Well, we already did media day, so they, they go through like a, a car wash basically where every single all-star comes out and, and faces, uh, you know, uh, Joe Schmoes like me, and, and we, we pound them with questions. Uh, and then they get a little bit of downtime, and uh, I got to hustle back to the rink because Gary Bettman's going to speak, um, and, and I'm sure there's, there's going to be some interesting topics that he'll have to tackle. And then I think they do a little, they do a little warm-up skate, and uh, then they have, have the skills. Um, but with the, the time difference, they're going to be done all their work pretty early and going to have a nice night on the town, I'm sure. There's a sense that uh, there's, there's not much media coverage for maybe obvious reasons. Uh, a lot of, I'm sure, uh, print uh, or TV companies don't want to get their, their people maybe caught there. Um, but is there going to be enough where uh, this could get, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say controversial again for Gary, but will he be pressed really hard here early on the Rocky Wirtz situation? Well, I saw Mark Lazarus is in town, so I'm sure the question will come up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have no doubt that he's going to face some hard questions. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Like this, this is supposed to be, you know, he talks about the outdoor games and he talks about the state of the game and we got young, fast players and look over here, we got Trevor Zegris, we brought him and he's going to do some fancy stuff. And then, of course, um, you know, Rocky Wirtz opens his mouth and, and now basically... Gary's going to have to do damage control at this conference instead of just, you know, pumping up all the good things that are going on in the sport. You know, we saw you had an article on Jack Campbell today. What, what's his, uh, where is he at going into this all-star game, his mental state? What did you learn from interviewing him? Oh yeah. I mean, he really appreciates it. And I think, you know, for, I, I was, you know, just at the, at the media day and you see young guys like, Jordan Cairo or, or Kale McCarr or Zegris, and they're already here and they're so young. I think there's a level of appreciation that goes up uh, for a guy like Jack, who's, you know, drafted over a decade ago and is finally just being a number one and, and getting that chance and performing so well um, up until Christmas. And, and, you know, I think it was also really important that he won that last game right before um, he, they came to all-star him in Austin, because then he, he's coming feeling good and not feeling like I'm, I'm here, but I'm in the middle of a, of a slump. Um, and this really means a lot to him. You know, he said it, it's made him reflect about 
his family and his coaches that he had as a kid and everyone who's kind of been in his corner through the ups and downs and the roller coaster that has been his career. And it has kind of given him some reflection. And also just talking to the other Leafs about him and how happy they are for him, especially on a, on a team that could have sent, you know, Nylander, Tavares, or Marner, and, but it's Jack, you know, and he, it's his first one. And, you know, it, it may be his last one. Who knows, right? And um, I think he's really savoring it. And I threw a guy like Mark Stone into, into that boat. Um, I was like the last guy standing with him at the podium. He was the last guy to leave, and he was just happy to just talk as long as you wanted about hockey. And, and a guy like that who's just been a, a phenomenal player but has never been to an All-Star game, and he, sometimes you forget about these guys, and this still does mean something to them. Just for the record, you, you could have played goal for the Leafs against New Jersey and got the W. You, you, you do realize that, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a soft one. So yeah. in, in saying that, Luke, the schedule gets busy in a real hurry here. And we know this is going to be a huge test. This, is, this, this will be the ultimate test. And, yes, the Leafs are on record pace for career numbers in their, in their franchise history. But for me, Luke, starting Monday against Carolina, now we get to really see what this team's made of uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, not every game is equal. Like, those Jersey games, they were kind of whatever games, right? Like, it wasn't any sense that that's what they're going to face in the playoffs. That St. Louis game, that Colorado game, this is going to be the second time facing Carolina. These are, these are real tests. These are the ones where fans should be watching closely and, and thinking, okay, this is the kind of game that they're probably going to get in the playoffs. Um, and how do they match up to that? Um, because no doubt, you know, um, their regular season success is off the charts. And it's kind of, you know, I, I feel like it's almost like fans are taking it for granted a little bit, just how many guys are having career years. And it's, it's almost to the point where it doesn't excite them as much anymore. The fact that Matthews and Marner are, are clicking like incredibly again, or that Willie Nylander is, is having uh, the best statistical year of, of his life. And it's, it's all, all seems like a dress rehearsal, right? It's all about, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And so this game against Carolina is a big one. It's funny, Rod Brindamore, who's here uh, coaching for the, the Metro, actually brought up that game against the Leafs. Like, that's what he's focused on already. It's in the back of his mind, even though he's in Vegas. That's wild. What, um, you know, what's his team going to look like come April in terms of personnel? Like, I, they're doing, they're at a 726 winning percentage. It's been so good. But all we ever hear about is what's coming next for them. Do you expect there to be uh, significant changes or just a couple of tweaks? I expect there to be changes. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Dubas has, has shown in the past that if he has a good team, uh, he's willing to add. And, you know, whether that it pans out or not, you know, I'm sure he'd like that first rounder back for Nick Foligno just because uh, he wasn't healthy enough to really contribute in, in any meaningful way. But I don't think that'll keep him from, from making a move. He knows he has something special here. And I think he looks at that back end and say, you know, we like how Sandine and, and Lilligren are developing, um, but, you know, Muzzin has a concussion, and even before the concussion, he wasn't exactly having the best season of his life, and it's been a little bit of a reminder, even a, a 70%, 80% Jake Muzzin is better than a lot of the, our other options, and there's a good chance a defenseman could go down, uh, especially if you are eyeing three, four rounds, which is the ambitions of this team. So I think you have to add on that back end, um, particularly on the right side. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I think we're seeing Nick Ritchie on the sidelines right now is because they can accrue a little bit more cap space every day that, that he's not um, on the, in the lineup. Um, so I, I, it's going to be tight, but Dubas has shown creativity in the past, you know, whether it's trying to get another team to take salary and absorb a little bit of cap hit, um, I think this is a, a go-for-it year for him. So I'd be shocked if he, if he just sat on his hands. Is it, uh, is it two or three smaller pieces, or does he have the ability to pull off something major? What do you think? I, uh, I, I think he has the ability, uh, but, I mean, who are you looking at? 
Are, are you are you looking at Lilligren? I'm looking. Are you looking yeah, at? I'm 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 thinking. Uh, San, Sandine. He, we had an interesting conversation about Nick Robertson and 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 how almost a, a year and a half ago, eighteen months, he was almost untouchable, and it it he's lost that cachet as as a as a valuable chip to possibly throw it in. So I think the next thing is Sandine or, or Lilligren. Yeah, I, I think so. I just, uh, if you're trading Nick Robertson now, you're trading him at, at his lowest value. And I, I know he just came back and, and played his first game in a, in a long time for the, for the Marlies, but uh, I think you just got to wait and see and hope that this guy finds his stride and, and starts making noise and, and becomes more valuable to you either as a player down the road um, because you're going to need guys on entry-level deals. Like, that's just the world we live in right now. Uh, or he becomes more valuable as a trade chip. I, I don't know if teams are, are knocking down the door for Nick Robertson right now. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, maybe you have to part with a Lilligren or a Sandine and, you know, couple in someone like uh, Dermot or, or someone that you want to shed a little bit of salary if you're trying to make a big play, like get a, a, a major player. Otherwise, I think you can go around and you look at, um, you know, depth defenseman, like a guy like Luke Shen's probably going to get moved. Like that would be kind of interesting. Uh, former Leaf coming back, but he wouldn't cost you a lot. Um, so I think absolutely Kyle would be willing to, to trade draft picks. But I think to get into the, the serious talks, um, you might have to pony up a little bit more. All right, Luke, a tough one for you on the way out the door. Just looking at the second half of the season, like the East is all, almost set. In the postseason, every team you bring up, oh, the Leafs don't want Tampa. Oh, the Leafs don't want Florida. Who do the Leafs want in the first round? Like, it's going to be one of Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tampa, Washington, or Boston. Who do you want? Any of them? Uh, You can't play no one. No. um, Washington, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe, you know, it it would give Leaf fans fits, but I, I think maybe you'd want Boston. With the way I think they have more flaws in their game right now. Than, Sam McKee than the shook Bruins, when you said that. Than the, than the Bruins have passed. I know it's gonna. It, it's it almost feels inevitable that they, that's what's gonna happen. But uh, the two Florida teams scare me. Um, and and you know what? It's not that the Leafs can't defeat those teams. I think any any one of those teams could beat the other. Um, but I think having a, a slightly softer first round opponent and being able to win a round like I think that would just do worlds for their confidence heading into a second round matchup against you know one of the titans like like the panthers or the lightning um so I, I think if, if you can finish higher in the regular season make that um first draw a little bit easier um and no no completely easy opponents but if you make it a little bit easier to win and I think there could be a snowball effect one more for you, Luke. Um, you know, I've covered my share of all-star games over the years, and the one part that I, I really enjoyed is over the course of three or four days is seeing how many hockey fans there are around the world that, that would come to an event like this from all the markets to Europe, um, anywhere. It, people love this and enjoy it. My question is to you is that we, we, we know and appreciate uh, an Austin Matthews on a nightly basis when we go to the uh, Scotiabank Arena. But is there a sense that you get in Vegas on how popular or, or respected a guy like Austin Matthews' game is right now? Yeah, absolutely. And I, it really sunk in talking to Stamkos today. He was saying, he was talking about reflecting on his own 60 goal season and all the things that had to go right for that, that to happen. And he said that Austin's the guy he thinks he's the next 60 goal guy um he said he's, he's just so unique in in the variety of ways that he can score um and just that shot the fact that he can he can do it from distance too and he also said something that was big for him personally and something that i think austin mirrors is he doesn't really the year Stamkos got 60, he didn't rely just on power play. He said that was the year he broke free of being typecast as this, oh, they just set him up on the power play on the flank, and, and he scores all, all, the, all the goals from there. He said it was really important for him to have even strength scoring, and that's something Austin's always had. So in Stamkos' mind, the fact that Austin scores so much at even strength um, leads him to believe that he'll be the next 60-goal man. Luke Foss. Fox, enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend there and, um, you know, 
back off the drink so you can see the, the cards aren't doubled, right? You're not splitting cards <laughs> when you're drunk. You know, it's just you seen double. <laughs> you can't split those, sir. That's one card. That's right. You can't split those. That's one card. That's what the that's what the dealers tell you, right? I learned that early in my career. Always double down on eleven. There you go. Enjoy it, Luke. Yeah. Okay. All Thanks, right. Take Luke. care, guys. I was going to ask him for spoilers tonight, but I was worried he might give us one. So it's interesting because we, we exactly Stamp Coast. Everybody knows. He is legit goal scorer. And usually those guys in the last few years have been wingers. Mm-hmm. He's a center. Is he? Have oh, you noticed? Stamkos? No, I'm talking about Austin. Oh. Austin. But I'll, what, I'll be honest, Kipper. This is the weirdest thing that you beat as like a, a thing that I look at, goal I look scorers at can't be now. centers. I, I look at Marner now. Uh, seven, is it seven and seven? Uh, eight and seven. Eight and seven. Yeah. He's playing more like a winger. No, but Austin's found him a couple of times too. Yeah. Definitely. In good spots. Really good spots, which isn't a look that has been consistent. No, but they're lighting it up. They're the best line in the league. I don't care. I'm just, I, I'd, I want to see more of that from Austin. Addition. I do, yeah. But he's, I mean, he's, his so assists the, the are higher is, than they usually are. The, the, key, the key for him now is to, Make other teams think he might think pass he it. might think he might shoot. I think when he gets so tunneled vision and predictable, and I'm sorry, but when you're when you're scoring sixty, you do have tunnel vision. You are thinking I want shot vision, all the time. Baby. Oh man, I love the fact that he can now keep teams and opposition a little bit more honest. Yeah, if he's got more of that. At the center position. The, and I, you think I'm full of crap No, on it's this? just, it's a weird thing that you think that like a centerman can't be a goal scorer and a winger can't be a, a passer. You know, I don't know. I, I've never thought of it as a positional, yeah. positional attributes. You know, it, it is a He's, point though that like both of their offensive superstars are heavily skewed one dimensionally. Like Kucherov, I don't know if he's going to pass it or shoot it ever. You know, McDavid, I would say the same thing. No idea. Dreisaitl. Or, McDavid or so a pass guy, yeah. McDavid. Unless unless McDavid gets in alone, I really do think of him as a passer. No, do you agree, Kip? Yeah, and Dry Dry Settles probably going to shoot it. Yeah. But like, I would say Matthews. If I ask you, you know, shoot. And Marner, if I ask you, you know, pass. So it's like, you know, they maybe that is something that hampers them come playoffs that you can actually hedge a little bit more to their strengths, and it's a problem when you don't have that other dimension. And, and if it closes up a little bit, you know, you've got that option of of just. Keeping your opposition honest, mm-hmm. L- uh, less tells, less tipping your hand. It's just so frustrating, though, because when people say, wow, I'd like to see Marner establish the shot, I don't. I don't want him to shoot it. It's not going in. No, no, I, want, I want him to shoot it when the, the, the shot's there. Yes. When, it's, when, it's, when, you're, when you're playing the percentages. Like, this year, he, there was a point, like, I don't know, 20 games into the year, where he got more shots blocked and missed the net more times because he's just trying to establish he's a go- shot. He's going to the right spots now. Now he is. Um, I want to ask you guys that question that you asked Luke about who you want to play in the first round because it's not like, oh, you're cursing them making the... It's now they're making the playoffs. Who is it going to be? And we're at the halfway point, which is a scary thought. But yeah. who is it that you want them to see? I mean, ideally... the Boston. Rain- it's Boston for you? Oh, but how does that happen, Kip? Yeah, win the division. The so it happens that no. way, or the Leafs drop and take, get a wild card, and someone like the Rangers wins the Metro, or you know, that's your best bet, four, I guess. Four games on hand in Tampa and five on Florida. Yeah, you got you can win that division. Win your division, Sammy, mm. and get Boston, and let let Tampa beat Tampa Bay and Florida beat the crap out of each other like they did last year. And Sammy wants to get over the hurdle to finally break free Ala Washington and that Pittsburgh. That would be your Alla. own little mini Stanley Cup. Losing the second round, but beat the oh, Boston All Leafs fans would embarrass themselves. It would be, be, so it would be happy, awesome. Sammy. I would love Yourself, myself included. Yeah, by the way, the video you shared today of oh. Bengals fans celebrating when they actually got to the Super oh. Bowl reminded me of Raptors fans. It's such a pure sporting thing when your team gets over the hump. Mm-hmm. I, I know you have to allow I'm actually yourself... Getting, I'm, actually imagine- getting, I'm actually getting... 
a little teared up thinking about it. Like I don't <laughs> even love leaves. I don't even love the leaves like I used to. Like yeah. I, I don't love like I used to. I don't hate like I used to in any walk right. of life. But boy. Just almost thirty years. I'm still milking the New York Ranger championship. It matter. Well, I'm not milking it. You won the damn Stanley Cup. <laughs> you, that is you, the milk. You just yeah, I guess, but you know yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's that big. It's that big. I want just one. One before I go, boys. Just give you. me a chance. Yes. Just give me a chance. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 33. Oh, my God. You got a ways to go. I know, you but got, I... You got potentially... Listen, when the Cubs 20 won... years of misery still before When the Cubs really won the World Series, the Cubs won the World Series, what was that, 2016? Yeah. They had, like, a compilation video of all the people at uh, generations, and there was one guy who was, like, a hundred years old, sitting yeah. in a recliner, being like, "Oh my gum, they did it!" Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be able to like go to the parade and be in the streets, you know? Yeah. Anyways, no, I I do get that. That's I talk about I the cup, you, I, and I'm already talking about the cup, and it's like they. I will say the first time that I ever saw the Stanley Cup uh, being lifted, and I didn't tear up, was the bubble one. It was just it didn't. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. That's an asterisk. Cup. So I. If the Leafs were were to to get her done, I so, think there might be some tears involved just for but, uh, yeah. uh, for a few reasons. Yeah, I I don't. There is part of me, and this is a deep dark sort of secret about the Leafs that I don't know how I would act after it happens. Yeah, right. It's like, well, I, my identity has been this long suffering. I've been tortured. Fan. I've been like, tortured since I was however old. Hey, guess what? New England fans got over it the past couple generations. Yeah, you're right. They found they their way through. It <laughs> <laughs> was about like six or seven minutes. We're on the ice at Madison Square Garden, and you know we've already kind of cheered and gone through it again. And then there's like, now what? Then I got. Then I'm standing beside Brian Leach, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and it's like. What do we do now? <laughs> I don't know what to do with my and hands. Like, and then you know what you know what Leachy says? Let's go ask Mess. He's done this before. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Do you hug again? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know. There becomes what, a what point do you do now? What do you do now? All I've, right. I've often heard the story. I don't know if it was with you guys, but that there's like the moment after you win the cup and you get back into the dressing room, and it's only the guys that were on the team, or like it's like a, a moment with the guys. You know, after you win the cup is the greatest time in the world when it's just you guys in there in the room. I, I think I forget uh, who I heard that talking about. Anymore? I don't know if it has still happens anymore, but maybe in your day. But I remember there was somebody telling a story about that was like the greatest moment when there was no media, there was no anybody in the room. It was just them, and they were. Yeah, just I don't know the cup. if that really happened for us because uh, the it was mayhem in our dressing room. Yeah, it's neat. Now it, it switched. Remember, uh, I don't know what year it switched, but. It went from the media coming into the dress room to get their interviews and get all of that, just like any normal NHL mm-hmm. uh, hockey game, post-game. And then in, when it switched, they had everybody go to on, stay on the ice for their interviews. Yeah. Mm. And so no one's allowed in the dress room. There's no media in the dress room yeah. for the championship. And now what you're speaking of, Sammy, happens every year now where there's no media. There's just players... That's team super cool. and, and there's more room and, on the and ice family for family yeah. if they choose yeah, yeah. and that is a really really special so that's great moment. that that's special but let me and i could go on about this till the five o'clock bell goes for us it has damaged the stanley cup celebration that the team doesn't move around the ice as a pack and hand around the cup i agree now that they do the okay your turn and you go by yourself for a twirl like it's still i mean it's unbelievable but it's not the same is the group that migrated around the ice back in the day with the cup. And, yeah, I know you can't do it. Maybe once we go wireless again on everything, we won't have yeah. so many issues with that. But I miss that. It got stupid. The amount of on, people on the ice. Uh, oh, yeah. Like when, in my dad's day when really they won the cup, stupid. they had like – they brought their landscaper in. Not a <laughs> joke. The like flyers? their buddies, they just bring their friends in. My the, wife and – sorry, my mom and her friends are in. But like they couldn't move. The players couldn't move in Philly in 74, 75 when they won it. Go watch the video of that. Really? Oh. Like I'll, Bobby Clark's sur- surrounded by like a 1,000 people on the ice. All yeah. I know is the last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup, they pushed it in on a table. So <laughs> – Set it up for an old, like an like old, one of those like, one Bills fans up, like go an old, through, yeah. like an old fold-up table. They it's pushed a it on. Fold-up table, yeah. with, like, like <laughs> some guy's got chicken wing you, fingers. He's holding it by the neck. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't get a cloth to put it over. 
Like it's straight. How about some pomp and circumstance? Straight from Ikea. Cup. They must have had uh, Ikea in oh, 1967. Surely. Because oh. that's where that table came from. I tell Just you, one before I go, boys. One, one of the, one of the t- you know, cool pitchers at, um, you know, Clark Gilly's recent service was uh, – you know, big blown up picture of him and his dog, Ombre, a big German shepherd just having his lunch out of the cup. Love that. You know, you imagine winning so many cups that you're just feeding your dog out of it at that <laughs> go point. Go ahead there, Fido. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Try feeding your dog with a Major League Baseball trophy. Uh-uh. Not That's not so going to yeah. Not so much. Tough to drink out of that one. Okay, let's try to hunt down Marty Turco. Do you guys know he uh, he's in the beverage business like me? I did not know. Yeah. That. Let's try to hunt him down, find out what's going on with his Beer. Turco Light, does it have a name? What, what are we drinking? Uh, we'll get all that all after right, the cool. break. You're listening to Real Kipper and Born. Right back at you. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. JB. Listen to yeah. our real kipper and born goaltender bullpen. Okay. Mike McKenna. Very good. Curtis Joseph. Ooh. Mike Richter. <laughs> Jack Campbell. And now let's add three-time NHL All-Star Marty wow. Turco. <laughs> All the way out of Dallas, <laughs> Texas, baby. Mm-hmm. Marty, where the hell have you been? I know, right? Uh, living my best life, pal, down here in the deep in the heart of Texas. Um, my wife and I were talking the other day, man. We we've been down here for twenty-one years. Did, twenty-one, did almost you, did all you, but two of it. Did you know? Did you know? Did you feel when you were running all those great years in Dallas that this would be home? <clears throat> you know, we we, we weren't. You know, some people always said how great it was. And then, you know, we looked at each other. We were just very fortunate to, you know, be Ontario kids uh, from the Sioux. So we were doing this hockey school year and summers uh, in northern Ontario, right on the shores of Lake Superior. And I remember my Kelly looked at me one time and she's like, uh, I think we have this figured out. And then I'm like, well, yeah, you know, got a contracts and more like we'll get traded or something. She's like, just don't screw it up, dude. <laughs> and we end up playing there for, we were there for 10 years, you know, we were in Dallas for 10 years playing and left for two, trying to kick it down the road. And just as soon as I knew it was over, booked the flight two days later, come back here, put the kids back in school and, and, uh, say la vie, man. So this is, uh, my professional life almost exclusively has been in Texas. It's awesome. We love it. And, um, I get to talk to you via phone whenever you want me. Well, we, we were glad to have you. We would love to get your take then on the said Dallas Stars. This is a team with, you know, talented players on the roster and some hope and potential. What are your thoughts on the season so far and uh, expectations for the rest of the way? Yeah, uh, you said it right. Hope and potential. Usually not uh, two adjectives you want to use for your hockey team moving forward. Um, but we do. So positively speaking, you know, to me, Jason Robertson, uh, we, we had a home run there. There's this kid, the best way I can describe him is if, you know, you're back on a frozen pond back home or, uh, you know, a neighborhood rink or <clears throat> just playing probably even street hockey. Uh, he should be the first overall time. The kid's a gamer, uh, little nuanced stick skills, passing, shooting. He, you, it's just when, 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 when he's on the ice, he makes everybody better. Uh, we just retired Zuboff's jersey. Uh, when Zuby was on the ice, he made us all better, especially me. Uh, this Robertson kid is uh, just—he's just good. He's special. He's gonna have great years moving forward. Uh, Rupa Hintz, when he's healthy, he's flying. We got Miro Heiskanen. So those are a lot of qualities, including our young goalie Jake Odger, who's um, showing real good signs of being a uh, just a annual backstop for uh, for a franchise. So. Yeah, we got some really good things uh, moving forward. We got a lot of contracts that are, are coming due. We have a couple contracts that uh, couldn't come due fast enough for us. <laughs> you know, they're, just, they're big and heavy. So we're uh, we're pretty laden on. You know, we need some free agents right now. The way things are, we got a bunch of guys in the in the tank uh, from drafts. A couple of 
years ago and in the last three years that uh, we think are going to be really good. So we could do our part in developing them and giving them a really good team here. Uh, we're, we're in a tough division. You know, our, our conference is tough. But we're in a really tough, tough division. And so, uh, you know, we got to compete a little bit better with them. Our, our inconsistencies on, an, on a nightly basis show up. Uh, sometimes it's not scoring goals. Sometimes we're giving up late leads, um, but we, we do. Overall, we got a good team. I, I, we might have the best line in hockey with Robertson, all-star this weekend in Vegas. Uh, Joe Pavelski uh, will have his best year ever for him, just a, such a good guy, and, uh, and Rupe Hint. So those guys seem to be – it's not one, you know, we'd sit around, uh, you know, eating – some tzatziki sauce in the summer with Kipper and be like, <laughs> are we, are, are we, are we going to be, let's put these three guys together. This makes sense. And the only thing that might make sense is when they're on the ice with that chemistry, it doesn't make sense on paper, but uh, they are a treat to watch. And they've been really almost single-handedly that line has kept us in the playoff mix. God, you just look at San Jose and they're trying real hard, but where would they have been if they, kept joe pavelski he's gonna he's 37 years old and it's mm-hmm. not like you're looking at him and debating whether he can play we know he can play the the, the debate is how much do you give him next year because he's ufa and if it's in dallas or somewhere else like usually like we, we they've got jason spitz up here and they can't get him minimum money fast enough and he of course is willing to take it i don't know where joe is w- what are your thoughts on joe pavelski moving forward well, that's it. it is an interesting one. It's going to come down to the Joe and his family, uh, the decision that they want to make. Uh, I, I, I know they love it here. Um, it's, you know, we might be in a, the driver's seat from that perspective, but if, if there's just offers out there, you know, that, that the, you know, you can't turn down, you're like, hey, man, I'll take the money and go chance to be somewhere else. Uh, so it, it'll come down to him. We know. He's got a home here at what price, you know, where, where would that line in the sand be drawn? We don't know. Um, you know, my crystal ball, I think he'll be here next year. Honestly, uh, that's, that's just my take. What, what, what the dollars and cents and AAV look like TBD. Um, you know, we have some issues, but he understands it. So we're going to have to, we got some work to do, but right now it's not seeming to affect his play. I'll tell you that. He is having a, a career you, but even if it is in San Jose, you know, this playing with Robertson and Rupe just seems to have some chemistry and keeps him young at 37 years old. Um, his coordination, his intelligence, um, and him just down to the core as a human are just amazing attributes that our team really uh, needs. And, and we're lucky to have him there. And, he, and we really couldn't ask for a better representative at the all-star game in Vegas this weekend. Well, at that all-star game in Vegas is going to be some goaltenders who are going to take their uh, crack at stopping some of the best players in the world with very little defense, and you have experience in being in those games. Tell us about your experience at the all-star game over the years and what these guys can expect. Um, you know, the way they do it now is, uh, I don't know if I'm jealous or feel bad for them. You know, <laughs> no defense and just just seems like chaos and three-on-three and pucks flying everywhere. Um, they are... You know, some somebody got some young guys going there, and you know, Jack being one of them. I've known Jack since he's 13 years old. It's just such a great experience. Um, you know, there's more players now than before, and and, and I, I look back at photos hanging on my wall, and, and I'm like sitting beside Patrick Wall, my first All Star game, Paul Korea and Forsberg, and Joe Sackick and Marcus Naslin. I'm like, you know, Nick Lidstrom and Adam Foot. I'm like, pinch me now. This is. Uh, it was just an awesome experience. So to do it in Vegas and just soak it in in a really long, interesting last couple of years or this year of a season, just go have fun. And uh, for goalies, yeah, you know, just it's like you're back on the road hockey. It, it is, there's no rhyme or reason why things are happening. So you just like drink enough water, hydrate, because uh, unfortunately it's work for these guys. And uh, that's where I don't feel jealous about it one bit. So you've known Jack Campbell since he was 13. Yeah, so Jack, when he was in Port Huron, um, watched me play when I was at Michigan. And uh, he actually did a – he was doing for school like a paper or something, and, and I was I was the subject. And so we got in touch then, talked to him for a while, and, and then lo and behold, stars draft him. And then uh, Carl Dubas traded for him in Sault Ste. Marie. 
even though Matt Murray was there as a 17-year-old, traded for Jack, and so I was in the Sioux at that time. Uh, then I got to Dallas, and I retired, and he was here too. So I've known him since then. It's the first time I talked to him, and we still communicate a lot. I, you know, text with him, just problem all star games. I don't try to bug him too much. Um, but it seems like things are going great. So, yeah, I've known him for a long time. They, they really are going great in terms of uh, the year that he's having and uh, his weekend, we hope, is going to be a, a great one for him that uh, he's waited a long time for. Uh, Marty, the one thing that we've noticed up here is that uh, he's so hard on himself when it comes to uh, his perception of letting the team down or letting in a bad goal, and he carries the weight of the world on his shoulders. Could that have been something that maybe held him back at times climbing this 10-year mountain? <laughs> well, yes. You hit it. Specifically for Jack, that's exactly um, that's part of what makes him great. It makes him such a competitor uh, to have that perseverance. Yeah, being hard on himself is, um, is just something he's had to deal with. His expectations are off the charts. You know, he wanted to be in the NHL in Dallas here day one. And, you know, trying to tell someone no when you don't want to. Uh, I was like, no, you, it's the best thing for you isn't that. And he just had to learn the hard way, but that's how he is wired. Um, you know, I always said if he could have, a, if I could have a little bit of Jack in me, I would have a little better career. And and uh, Jack had a little bit of me in him. Uh, he'd take things just a little bit better in in stride. But you, you got you, you play the hand you're dealt, and he knows it. And he's been working really hard on letting things go, and uh, you know you. He, he, was, he was really bad when he, you know, he was younger, and then that set him back a little bit. But, uh, you know, I give him so much credit to be the position he is. He's in. He's just super talented. He's, he's great. I mean, you see some of the interviews, man. Just are, he's so real and raw. Uh, he's funny. Um, he's just a good person and really does care. And when you look back there some nights, um, those guys don't have to worry that you're going to get everything that Jack Campbell has to offer. And, and you kind of want that out of your goalie. And so he does. He pushes himself really hard. But uh, I think he's in a really good mental place. And hopefully uh, he can go to the All-Star game and, and relax a little bit. <laughs> you know, just enjoy the, enjoy it and not, you know, put too much pressure on himself, which uh, hopefully he does. It'll it'll benefit him when he gets back to Toronto and, uh, you know, takes a good run at getting the playoffs and getting a real good crack at um, – you know, having a real good team and good chance to win, you know, go win a couple of rounds, if not the big shiny thing at the end. Okay, it's interesting that you say that because I had uh, Gord Stellick here last week and he's, he's saying that we had a bit of a debate. I said, I think NHL All-Star Weekend is stressful on goalies. And he's like, no, they're just going to go and have a great time. Nobody cares. And I'm sitting there going, he's... He, a thousand breakaways and three on three for an hour. I, so who's right, me or Gord Stellick? <laughs> well, I'm not talking to Gord. I'm talking to Nick. Kipper, so you're, you're, <laughs> you're right. You're, Kipper. So you've ex- you are right. Nick, you've experienced. Right. It. You, you've experienced it. Um, like for a guy like Jack or anyone else who's experienced it, is your first thought uh, to, geez, what's not embarrass yourself? How's that? Yeah, 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 please. Please don't make me look like a complete <laughs> loser. And and even even you know, it's inevitable. Um even though I won my first two games, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> Way to throw that one in. <laughs> By what, 11-9? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's not the point. I only had one period in there. Uh, no, my, 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 my first game, um, that one in Florida, no, three, uh, with those players that I mentioned, went to over. We went to overtime, Ooh. and um, I didn't think we went to a shootout. I'm like, what? I got, I got, I got worked. And I was like, Holy <laughs> and, and the, the ones. So, I mean, really, to answer the question, you know, I think you're correct. Jack will go there, and uh, he's like, hey, just don't try not to embarrass yourself, really. But um, the games are fun. You got, you got to just, you know, it's coming. And, and honestly, my my approach as a goalie. I was like, hey, I know I'm going to get scored on. You know, some years it's 1.72, some years it's 2.5. Um, but those are going to happen. It's how you deal with it and how you learn and how you get better and how you're ready for every game. And 
you know, it's a, it is a marathon for goalies. I know most guys, they're not playing 60, 70 games anymore like we used to, but Zach's good, man. And so you can go use that as like, hey, as, a, as like, hey, I belong. I belong here. I'm playing the best in the world. Uh, I'm young. I want to be here. I want to give everything you you have. I'm not going to I'm not going to bang my head off the wall. I'm probably not going to go to bed at 9 o'clock and get 12 hours of sleep and do my regular stretch routine. But but I will be ready and give you my honest effort to come these games. And so uh, I hopefully gets, uh, he gets a lot out of it, gets a little bit of rest, come back and, and uh, finish off the season because he's uh, you know, he's highly dependent on and he's good and he needs that experience. And hopefully this is a good one for him. You mentioned not getting a full night's sleep. How was the the off ice uh, life for these guys? Like tonight, they'll have their event. Everyone is presumably going to go out tonight. Like, what kind of condition can we expect guys to be in the next day? Like, I assume you didn't have your events in Vegas when you went. Uh, I did not. I was in Florida. Pretty good. And uh, you know, we're in Fort Lauderdale first year. We had, we had fun. My whole family came down, and my sisters, in laws. So we we had a we had a really good time. Uh, the second time was in Mini. Uh, so we froze our butts off and, um, I started that game. It was the only one I ever started. So that was, that was a ton of fun. And, um, remember Kachuk hit me in the side of the foot in warmups. Like he wasn't even <laughs> shooting on me. I'm like, dude, how bad are you? You can't even hit the open net. I'm so mad at him, but he's 285 pounds. So I, I, let that one, I let that one go. Yeah, smart. <laughs> so I let it go. And, uh, actually too, I, I told the doctor to give me a fake needle or come on with a big, big horse needle. Uh, so he'd actually feel bad about it. And he's like, do you take a needle to play an all-star game? I'm like, dude, you just broke my foot, like <laughs> shooting from sideboards. Anyway, we had a good laugh about it years later. And then one of them that almost killed me in my last one was here in Dallas. And not too many guys got to play a, a all-star game in their hometown. And I did. And, you know, hospitals at say in the morning and press conferences and, uh, media attention and then, you know, family, house, hotels, <clears throat> all that stuff. That, that one almost killed me. But uh, everybody's a little bit different. Game's a little younger. It seems like they take it a little more serious than, um, than we did. Not that we didn't take it seriously, but, you know, we, had, we enjoyed ourselves a little bit more um, as I did. But, you know, hockey's hockey. You get on the ice. And, you know, I remember Kovalev getting him on a breakaway in his prime. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I want this, you know, I, mean, I don't want to be at home watching this TV. I want to be the guy mm-hmm. trying to stop uh, one of the slickest players of all time. And, and I did for the record, but um, he tried to undress me and it was close, but it, it's a blast. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he gets a chance. They all do just a chance to enjoy it. Cause it's a memory of a lifetime. From NHL all-star goalie to the fast growing Kingsville brewery. How's it going in the beer business? Marty Turco. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, is it, not quite little Buddha. We're vodka, but you went uh, you went loggers. We went two loggers, award uh, winning too. Uh, our light A, a only full bodied light beer, to my knowledge, anywhere <laughs> in the world, is uh, oh you know won second place and won second place in all of Canada the Brewers Awards uh, for the light uh, lager locale division. Um, so you find that, and are also our recently awarded gold medal Hefeweizen in Ontario Craft Brewers Awards in LCBO with our delicious Czech lager, my favorite. You know, I don't like to play favorites, but the little red can is my jam. Nice. Um, I'm at a barrel-aged barrel stout from Hiram Walker, or now J.P. Weiser Distillery, uh, only at 6.7%. Even even a guy like you, Kipper, could probably have four of those things and, and uh, you know, you know a little bit louder. Yeah, Marty, you know, we, we just lost our producer. He's on his way to the LCBO right now, Sammy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Sammy, I'll uh, I'll come up there soon. I'll take you out and, and, and show you around. But we've had great partners. We haven't really advertised or marketed yet. We're just starting boots on the ground. Um, we've got a great partner and profile group who oversees our LCBOs. But my cousin Mark and his team in, in Kingsville are doing a great job. Um, our brewery's up and running, which we, we've had – we made our beers in Toronto and London with other people, but now we're going to make them ourselves. Uh, we're going to control, control the narrative a little bit more. And, and all we got to do is, you know, I think of hockey. We Our five beers, we also have an IPA. That's uh, only 6.5% and uh, more of a well-balanced beer than it is a, you know, very punchy, hoppy beer. <clears throat> what we have is, like, we have the best starting lineup in hockey. Right there, I love it. Five beers. I love it. I'd put, put those five up against anybody. We're all Main Street beers. 
you know, we have, we have, we have a beer for everybody, which is um, really great. And, and, and my team down at Kingsville, Ontario, where I used to hang out with Mr. Brian Heaton and design goalie gear back in the day. And we're really lucky. We have a son. Marshall is our distiller. So we're coming for you, Vodka Boy. And we're coming for you, Whiskey <laughs> and Jim. And uh, all the RTDs, man, we're, it, it, it's been good, man. So we're, we're, in a, we're in a good spot coming out of this lockdown pandemic, whatever craziness is going on up there. But uh, we're loving it. Super competitive, as you know. But um, I wouldn't want the business being any other way. It's, uh, we've learned a lot and we've got a lot more to learn. And I look forward to uh, just sampling the beers and getting it out there. It's, it's been a blast uh, to this point. Plenty of sunshine for everyone, Marty. <laughs> That's right. Hey, really appreciate your time. How's, uh, how's the French stick and the uh, Italian sausage uh, going? You still, uh, you're, you're bringing around the trays. Don't be scared to bring us a tray up here. You know what? I will, uh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get you a little something, maybe a, a place in Toronto you guys have never eaten from before. I'll bring in the beers and we'll do a little sample. Love it. Yeah, Love it. We're taking you up on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas, my money. Dallas, Toronto Stanley Cup final, and uh, we're, we'll, we'll have you as a as a regular on the show. How's that sound? You heard we, you heard it here first. You guys are awesome, <laughs> Marty Turco. Everybody, thanks, thanks for joining us, Marty. What is with the goalies? Eh, they're they're awesome. They are great. I love also that all all the former players who have like a new business endeavor, like you guys are like competitive about it having success too. <laughs> you open the door for Marty, and he was like, "Well, it's a full body three percent citrus eight. <laughs> Just like, Marty, I'm coming for you, vodka boy. He was in. Marty, like we sell infomercial, com- uh, you know, uh, ads here, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll sell you 30 minutes. Just, well, you, yeah. You know, you may notice our show is not peppered with advertisements. Okay. So. <laughs> I've been on daily for how long now? Four months? October. October 2nd or 3rd? He talked more about his beer than I have for little Buddha. <laughs> like in four months. He did in just three minutes. Isn't it a grilled pineapple and rosemary? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Vodka. <laughs> it's actually, by all accounts, is very, uh, um, very well received. Ah, listen, good for Marty. He's, uh, so he was talking about he's a sharp guy. He was talking about Kovalev undressing him, or trying to undress him on the the breakaway. Yes, but you know the one he's famous for, right? The the Datsuk. Oh yeah, he was in net for the Datsuk. For like the famous backhand yes. toe drag is yeah. going in net. Le- you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we like, forgive you. No one looks at Marty and was like, oh, "That's bad goaltending." He's like, "That was the nastiest and thing I've ever seen." So I, I just watched it, and that it's so it's five two Detroit with forty two seconds left in the game. Oh, so it was and a Datsu, bit of a and Daxu gets a breakaway and he does that. I was going to say a different word, well, but why call did you it bring cheeky, that up so I could have busted a... his balls on it? Yeah, because I thought you might. I don't know. I thought you might anyway. I don't know. I was going well. I was interested in the three percent uh, <laughs> <laughs> hoppy lager. We'll have him on again real soon, and then we'll yeah. bring up the old uh, Datsuk. Datsuk. But yeah, I, rewatching that—that's kind of gutless. That much time left. I love left. it. You just called Datsuk gutless. Yeah, one of I the did. greatest finishes. Yeah. yeah, gutless. Okay, what do we got? We're going to text. What do you, uh, yeah. Is it Friday? Free for all Friday. It's Sammy, this is Friday. A, what do we got? Another you up the producer. What do we have? Okay. So we got some gambling questions. Oh, this is more JB, I think. Would JB take a prop bet on whether Dubis extends Matthews? And if so, what are the odds from Tim? I'm going to say Ooh. that Matthews is more likely to be extended than... The alternative, he's not getting traded. Yes, and you correct. cannot let him just go to UFA and like, oh, that was too bad we lost him. Yes. So whatever happens, I'm going to say yes. So I'm going to say it's like a, a quite likely favorite, minus one fifty. That's my my number was going to be minus one seventy five, minus one fifty favorite that he does yeah. resign. Yeah, and we might even be light on that. Maybe but minus two hundred. You know, the plus two seventy five value on that on the other side of it might be he is, the plus money is <laughs> the first day he's eligible, which we think. Negotiations probably would take on six months before that. Yeah. July 1st, 2023. That's not that far off. That's in 14 months. No, it's uh, 16 months, something like that. Oof. And then, in the, I think you said this earlier this week, if it's signed on that day, we all rejoice. And if it's not, we all panic. Do you rejoice if it's 20% of the salary yes. cap? These yes. 15 schmil yes. per times eight years? Listen, 
I don't want to, you know, it's Friday. I don't want to drop this bomb on everybody, but I've been watching a lot of Oilers recently. I've been watching a lot of Leafs recently. He's getting close to McDavid, boys. Oh, this is every year. He no, has a I know. Good this is, no, we have an annual conversation. I know we do, but I'm having the conversation now. I'm having the annual conversation. He is really, really close to McDavid. Sorry. McDavid is like, you know what's different about McDavid is there's no doubt he is visibly head and shoulders above the next best players in the league. I'm not always sure that it's used in the most efficient hey, hold, way. Hold on, I don't hold know. on, hold on. What? I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's too broad. It's too general. Is it? It's, we, we, we got to narrow the scope on what the hell are we talking who, about? Who is what more is, helps their team what win? What is the definition helps their team of win. best? What is best to you and what is best to me are different. Shouldn't be. Who so, helps their so team win more? So when you say he's getting close to McDavid, what I'm does that it. mean? I think he's as good as McDavid. I'm couching it. I think he's as good as him. But I really do. Out of your mind. What but, Matthews brings. What, what like... We do not agree. <laughs> yes. This is this is true here. Now, when when you defy I I don't agree and yes. McDavid is way better. Yes. Where do, where where are the certain lines here? Because I have one definitive line where Matthews is not as good as McDavid and speed. that is speed. Yes. It's just he's not he's not as fast. Yep. Okay? Agreed. Okay. Let's just park that a little bit to the side. Okay. And when we talk about hands, Matthews, no, just, I, as, good. I, just I, as good. I think it's a split. Yeah, uh, McDavid at speed, handling the puck at speed like okay. that. Okay, okay. Matthews is like got the gravity or the his stick has gravity. The puck it's, is stuck. It's to stuck him. to him. Yeah, but who shoots it better? Here's what it is you know, to me. Here's who the plays the who plays better defensively. Who, who makes the defense adjust more, change their shape more? Who changes the flow of the game more? Every time McDavid's on the ice, the entire D is like, ah, hanging on for dear life. Matthews does things out of okay. the f- and, natural flow and of play. Whose game helps you win better? That's the only question. Oh, that we don't have a definitive answer for uh, that. I mean, it's regular season, talk, right? Radio. We, 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 I mean, we do. The Oilers kind of stink, and the Leafs are the oh. best team in the league. Oh, well, you do team Crazy results super now. super fan. I listen. It's it's an it's, annual conversation. McDavid will go on one of his heaters. We'll all look stupid. But no, listen, you right? look stupid. Matthews is just clear. as good. I said it. He's just as good. When we watch David go, McDavid go one versus four and make four guys really look bad. There's no doubt it, he's the best one on one or it's, one. It's on two easy or one to on. say, oh, he's the best, right? But as it's been proven. That's not helping the Edmonton Oilers win. So are you it's, on my side here, Kipper? You I can't handle the truth. I have <laughs> such an appreciation for that skill level that we've never seen in the history of the game. But it's not, it, it shouldn't just automatically give you okay. the title of best player on the planet. Fastest player? Yes. Uh, most exciting Yes. Best. Uh, would you, would you rather longer have conversation. Peak Patrice Bergeron or McDavid in a playoff series? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just talking uh, about if we're talking about who helps their team win yeah. most. Uh, Bergeron. Bergeron. Mm, yeah. I just. I, I just, I'm a Leaf fan. I've watched Bergeron a, stick a, a, a more complete game. 200 feet. Who do you want? With a, a minute to go protecting a one-goal lead, Bergeron or McDavid? Yeah, no, you're, I mean, Bergeron. I do wonder if there is an evolution to McDavid's game. Like Crosby, you know, kind of became grindier as he went along and, you know, more playoff style. There's plenty of time for McDavid. To, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to take it to another level around five guys on the ice and... 19 other ones in the dressing room. It also feels illegal to say anything other than McDavid is the world's best player. Like, it feels like the police are going to break into the studio. I don't. I don't. I'll say so, I think Cal McCarthy McCar- would be better than all and, of them. And Austin I, has... I actually don't hate that take. Austin still has way more room and upside. They're really kind of... In that kind of same mold for me where they're so talented, but yet they haven't grasped the... the 
total team concept on how to utilize it to the best for for winning. I think yeah. they're, Matthews they're still, has in the regular season, but just not the playoffs. Yeah, maybe against, is more, for sure more against, spotty. For, for sure against New Jersey <laughs> and Ottawa. Oh, here we go. And um, game 43, you know, he looked great. Yeah, I mean, for sure against those teams. <laughs> you know, the whole you can't give a good player a bad pass thing. McDavid, or sorry, Matthews is the physical embodiment of that yeah. expression. You could, Al McInnes could take a toe knuckle slap shot of that guy and all of a sudden it hits a stick and just calms down. It's unbelievable what he does with, with grenades. Okay, next question. More, another gambling one. Boys, since you started the show talking about gambling, What's the spread on Rocky being the first question asked for Gary Bettman at the press conference today? They're, the books aren't even taking They won't odds. take money no. on, the, on the opposite? <laughs> it's like, you know, there's... Well, the, what, what were the odds that Canada beat Switzerland the other day? Minus 33,000 or something? Yeah, yes. I think that's what we're looking at. Yes. Or, uh, you know, we can fix it and just make sure someone asks uh, yeah, you know, Gary's we, Super Bowl pick. Get Luke Fox out there and say, hey, Foxy. Hey, Luke. Do you want to <laughs> make a or what? <laughs> See, we're already fixing the prop bets. That's the danger. That's the slippery slope. I think we just we could, proved a point you made the we, other day. We, we just we just plant somebody in there and you lose the bet. You know what happens though if they fix sports, Skipper? We get more great documentaries out of it. I, I love this stuff. I'd be fully entertained. Let them let them fix the games and then tell me what happened down the road. I'm just as entertained. Go for it. Um, what, the the mad at what me. What was the one that we the leaf one that we did? Early oh, in- D- Damon Severson? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the the documentary on the Leafs. Oh, all or nothing. All or nothing. There it, you that go. sounds like a gambling term anyway. <laughs> um, the the mad about the McDavid tweet. Uh, Are t- people, take, people yeah. mad? They mad. <laughs> LOL. Matthews isn't even in McDavid's league. Sits and tees on perfect passes. Put Yamamoto and pull Yarvi with him and see how many goals he scores. But David makes everyone about him better. Better try getting some assists, Matthews. Yeah, if Man. I ever get a, re- a reply that starts with LOL, I am it's immediately never not finishing the reply. I'm like, all right, we're not having a real conversation, huh? Doing a mm. schoolyard thing. Yeah, okay, this one that we get all the time. This guy texts in the show literally every single day with this question, and I'm going to read it, and I know what both your answers are going to be, but the guy listens to the show every day. All so right, all right. Hey, guys, question for you. Would you rather have William Nylander or Big Tom Wilson? Because what Nylander with Nylander is close to eight million with Wilson at five point five. Do you think Washington would even do that trade, or we would have to give more players that we want? So there you go. Hold on, let's make the question better. Would you rather have Wilson at Willie's number or Willie at Wilson's number? Does that make sense? Because we both pick Wilson, right, Kipper? Wilson, no brainer. No brainer. Right. That's a that's a that's a right. trifecta. Yeah. Right. No brainer. No brainer. And so I'm wondering if you would still do it at flipped salaries. Like, would you take Wilson at seven million over Willie at five million? Or five? The, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, the I know. Is that's yes. Hard yes. <laughs> and, for uh, all of us. Angville, Mikheyev. <laughs> who, who do you in. want? Who do you want? <laughs> you can have Amarov and Robertson. Take, take your pick. Yeah. Yeah, no. I love Wilson. No pushback. All-star Tom Wilson. Yeah, Taking Wilson. part in the shoot at the hardest shot competition tonight. He's in the, the handsome event where they just oh, yeah. stare at people and God, vote. What a life, eh? Yeah. Just hunkiest dude in the league. <laughs> they Biggest just, tough guy scores. Like, just God. don't make them like that. No, I know. And we're we're going to get a hard time over fawning over Tom Wilson on the show. That's going to okay. happen. But. Willie's really good, too, though, boys. Well, yeah. He's, he's, he's been in a cold stretch quiet. recently. Quiet the last yeah. couple of games. But that's him. That's him. I think try to not be him a nah. little, little less. He, but he's, he's, I would say this about him. These sort of stretches that he's been through that for this haven't been as present this year as they have been in years past. I think he's been a lot more consistent this year than years past. Yes. And I think he's changed. Agreed. So there we go. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And okay. he'll be one of those guys that you just hope hits. And when, this, when it's hot, it's really hot. Mm-hmm. At the right time. And he was great for them in the playoffs last year. He was the only guy that scored for them against the Habs. So that's going to be a thing, right? Like, even if he has a poor playoffs, people will be like, well, he was great last year. You know, you think? I, I, yeah, I do. I, I hope that he's but able to. He's got to score, that. or else, like we've seen in the last two games, there's nothing else that stands out. Yeah, they, he has to score. So crazy. They got one goal for Matthews and Marner in that series, and it still went seven. And two overtime games. Like, he just needed one from one of them some point i wonder if we're sitting here and they lose in the first round you know if it's not personnel if they or sorry if it's not front office shanahan dubas 
Like they're definitely doing something with the core. Uh, and then Willie's you, like, uh you uh you won't be able to control the narrative of Oh bad Marner, luck, Mar- good no, no, but uh, Marner has to get traded. That that at will that be point? at that point. Oh, or or, like or if wildfire. you don't feel like you can sign Matthews, then oh. you gotta start thinking about No. We're not the We're not trading the yet. best player in the league. Matthews for McDavid, would you do it? Yes. Not quite. <laughs> I think Matthews is better. Would you trade him straight up? Yes. I would in a second. Yes. Maybe that's your answer. Fun couple hours, guys. Yeah. Really appreciate the week. Uh, it's fun. Marty Turco, our thanks to Luke Fox. Yeah. And uh, Skills contest tonight. Woo. Awesome. Hey, listen, if you enjoy the show, give us a rating and review on your podcast. Love to hear from you. Say all the great nice things about Sammy and JB and Derek. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your all-star weekend, whatever that means to you. <laughs> Drink some little Enjoy Buddhas. Enjoy it and go get some little Buddhas and Kingsville Brewery at the LCBO. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a safe weekend.